us into the presence of God. I'm going to speak for a few moments, then we're going to baptize some people. And I know there's some family and friends that come to see your loved ones be baptized today, and we welcome you. And um, hope you feel the welcome of a good church, but even more importantly, the welcome of a great God. Because He is so wonderful, and His arms are wide open for you today. That's where all Tweet Coast Church just goes crazy because they believe it. I'm going to read the Word of God. And um, yeah, I, the Word of God is, is, uh, is supernatural. It's not a. Could I have a little bit more through the fold back up here, please? And it's not like a novel, it's not a magazine um, to be skimmed over, but it's bread of life. It's supernatural, supernatural in origin, supernatural in content, and supernatural in application. And so you want a life that's kind of just supernatural. You don't have to just watch X-Files on Netflix. You can live it. You can live with the creator of the universe speaking and breathing into your very inner person. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from the scriptures today. And wrapping this all up in 15 minutes or so. So God, please pray for the preacher, all right? (laughs) Ephesians 1, 11 to 12 says this in the message version. It's in Christ. Everyone say in Christ. That we find out who we are and what we are living for. Well, that's enough just to go home right there. I mean, our search can be complete even today. Our search can be complete. Isn't that a good thing? You don't have to climb the highest mountains in Nepal to discover who you are. It's right here in a sleepy village of Kingscliff. Through Jesus, you can discover who you are and what you're living for. You're getting me started. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Wow, he had designs on you for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and in every one. We've been doing a series entitled Show Me Your ID, speaking about our identity, our ID, and how important it is for us as followers of Jesus Christ to have a grasp of our identity, our new identity in Christ. Being pastoring for many, well, really two decades, many years now, seeing Christians, wonderful, good Christians, still battling with the truths of what God has for their life and their future and their life being restricted and even hamstrung because of them not fully understanding or fully stepping into all that God has for them because of their limited understanding or revelation of who they are in God. So I've been trying to remind us over these last years, these last years, yes, last years, last weeks about our true identity in Christ. I've been reminding us that we are children of God, that we are forgiven. Today, I'm just pressing home a thought around this thought that I am in Christ. I am in Christ. It's our 
identity. It's who we are. I, I grew up in the 80s. Anybody else? Kind of a lot of your life was there. Grade 1 to 9 for me was in my 80s, in the 80s rather. And 80s was known for a few good things. And um, one of those was music, you might argue. And I uh, loved the music. I took a bit of a walk down memory lane with some music just this week. And um, you know what's coming, don't you? Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? Travel the world looking for something. Some of you want to abuse you. Now, who was the band, somebody? Thank you, Steve Joyce of Rhythmics. Anyone into MJ? A bit of Michael Jackson? Billy Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl, and I know that I am the one. Ow! Ow, I think pulled a hamstring. Another one in the 80s. Remember, um, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. This is a little song I wrote. You should sing it. No, by no. Come on. Be happy. Don't worry. And, you know, that's an education. Some of the teenagers are already looking at their phones going like this. <laughs> Maybe they're Googling the 80s. One of my, one of my favorites, you might be able to help me out with this. Is, dun da da dun da da dun dun Yo, VIP, let's kick out. Come on. Ice, ice, baby. Come on. Ice, ice, baby. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Big Ice has got something for your invention. I forget the words, but it was so real to me back in the 80s. Ice, ice. Baby, we actually threatened to put ice in the baptismal tank today, which is another point, just to get, you know, things happening. And, and it wasn't just the music that was known in the 80s, it was the clothes, they were spectacular. I mean, talking about, uh, you know, vanilla ice, you know, you know, remember the parachute pants? Now, I got talked into wearing some, pa now, if you don't know, ex excuse us fossils, the, you know, those that millennials, and just, just look and say, hey, look at the fossils up there, but it's all right, just bear with us for a little while. You know, uh, the Vanilla Ice, who was sung Ice Ice Baby, all right, and he was cool at the time, you know, you know Vanilla Ice, but he wore these pants where the crutch was down near the knees, do you remember those? Parachute pants. Now, one school... It wasn't a formal, it was like a school dance. I got talked into wearing some parachute pants. I was cool. Yeah, amazing. Polo shirt, parachute pants. I was happening. The fashions were amazing in the 80s. Uh, fluoro covers came out in the 80s. Who had a hyper-coloured T-shirt, anybody? And you'd breathe on that thing and your hand would be imprinted there. And... Um, And then the fashion changed a little bit and uh, it went from, for me anyway, it went into 
you know, Doc Martens and flannelette shirts and shaved heads. It was like a real romper stomper, you know. It was like romper stomper from Burbank, Brisbane. Yeah, good on you. The fashions changed. It's amazing even those days I remember feeling, hey, I, I, I had to, you know, really, uh, for my school year five, dance I had to wear those parachute pants just to be in (laughs) just to be one of the crew I didn't want to be out nobody wants to be out Uh, and and then later it was the flannel shirt and the Doc Martens and it's like mum's like why do you need Doc Martens right up to underneath your knees and it's like because they're cool you know the Doc Martens now they're back in and it's amazing what we do just to just to uh to be in, just to feel in. I'm just not talking about peer pressure for teenagers, and that's a very real thing. Significant thing is that sometimes we'll do things, we'll take on things, we'll adjust things, we'll, we'll do things that are even out of character to feel in, to be accepted. The problem with that is if we're trying to please the wrong people, possibly we'll do the wrong things to please the wrong people. The, the Bible actually really speaks about that, is that, you know, to fear man, it's a snare. To please people, it's a snare, it's a trap. It gets us in a whole world of troubles. And you think, yeah, I remember back there when I was teenagers. No, there's actually real middle-class adult peer pressures just as strong, where we just kind of want a sense of fitting in. So we'll do a whole lot of things. We'll be really aware of the clothes we're wearing, which is not a bad thing. It's totally not. Um, and, and we'll do things like the cars and the houses that we buy and uh, make sure we're locking in that trip to Bali. Why? Because everybody is, and so I don't want to be the odd one out at least once a year. I want to be part of the, the crew that's in. Because nobody wants to be out, right? Nobody wants to be feeling on the out. I mean, if you've ever felt left out, maybe on a game, maybe, uh, you know, a team... Maybe a group of friends, there was the in crowd, but then there was you. We've all felt that feeling some point or another. Maybe in circles like this, I really hope not, but even circles like this, you feel like you're on the outer. Because we all have this craving to be, ultimately, to be accepted, to be loved, to, to, to be in. To be in and not out. And and so it's so significant because most of our lives, we've done stuff, we've changed stuff to be in. But then it comes to what we're speaking about today when it comes to speaking about being in Christ. And it's quite the opposite because we don't do things to be in Christ We just step in and then God does the work on our inner man and changes us from the inside out. We don't change externally to perform. We come right in and then he transforms us. And in fact, these two words that I'm speaking about today are so significant for us understanding Christianity. Maybe it's new to you and so this is really a pleasure for me to introduce these kind of thoughts for you today. Or maybe you've been following the Lord for some season, some time. These two words are so significant. They were mentioned uh, at least 170 times in the New Testament. They actually summarize 
our faith and who we are. And they're two words. Paul, who, who wrote a large part of the New Testament through the power of the Holy Spirit, repeated these words over and over and over again. And, and really they are the form, formulation. They are the DNA of who we are in Jesus. They are our new identity. It's not just what we do. It's actually who we are. It goes right through the DNA of our, our, our body and right through the DNA of who we are. And those words are these two words in Christ. I want you to say this phrase with me. It's right there on the bottom. I am in Christ. Can you say it again? I am in Christ. That's so significant for us to understand that we are in Christ, you see. See, very quickly today, we need to understand it's so important because there are times that we need to be seated in Christ. What does that mean? We need to be seated in Christ. Well, there's times that we need to just to rest. You know, when you're seated, you're actually not working. <laughs> Got my kids working in the yard yesterday. All day they were saying, can I sit down now? <laughs> well, when you're, when you're sitting, you're not working. Very important to know that sometimes God just wants us to be seated in Christ. Seated, where we're just seated. We, we are passive in our response to God. What does that actually mean in terms of Scripture? Look at this Scripture. It says it much better. It says in Ephesians 2.6, And God raised us up with Christ. So this is when we open our hearts. We place our trust in Him. He, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, this is so significant because many of us think of religion in terms of do. What must I do? D-O, you know, like do. You think even serve day. Oh, there goes. They're really just nuts again, doing good things. But you've got to understand the basis of the worldview of Christianity is not do. It is done. It is done. It's been accomplished for us that you know the story of Easter that Jesus went to the cross on our behalf. It was done. It was actually quite a period of time ago. And so it's done for us. That's why we can be seated in Christ. And the significant thing is, is that until we understand that we need to be seated, we won't ever stand or won't ever be able to run. We need to understand that God won't love us anymore. And he won't love us any less, but we just rest in him. We're just seated in Christ, that we are seated in Christ, that we can't do a thing to earn his love. We can't do a thing to earn his grace, but that's why it's grace. That's why it's so amazing is his grace, because it's a gift that is free. I just sat down and said, God, I need your mercy. And he said, you know what? I'm going to take you to new places. They're heavenly and they're high places. They're above your performance. They're above your situation. They're above where you you can get to by your own effort and and trying they are in heavenly realms and you're seated with Jesus in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus you see those words there in Christ Jesus friend if you're a Christian today that the life of following Jesus is not just you know, groveling near the whole kind of life. It's actually hovering near the goal. It's a, a glorious life. It's a colorful, hyper-colored, 
overcoming life. We have our challenges, our struggles. But I'm telling you, when we understand that we are seated in this glorious place, and it's Christ who is victorious, it's Christ who's overcome death, grave, and every other thing, that we are seated in Christ. The second thing is there's times we need to be seated in Christ, and there are times we to stand in Christ, where we just stand. What does stand mean? Well, we've all made a stand for certain things. Mom, can I have another dessert? No, I've told you for the tenth time. What do we do? We we stand. And it's so significant for us as Christians to know that there are times where we just stand in Christ. That if my faith is placed, my trust is placed in what He has done for me. There's times where all. Sometimes even all hell will be trying to tell us otherwise, literally. The enemy of our souls, even the voices in our own head, that we're not good enough, that we've gone too far, that we've said too much. But that's when we just stand in Christ. Where we stand on what Jesus has already accomplished for us and what we've received in our lives. There's scriptures like this that will do your heart real good in these moments. Romans 12, 8-1 rather. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, if you're a Christian, I think you're quiet. I think that's a little bit too quiet for that response. Because you're not responding to me, you're responding to the Word of God. That therefore there is now no, now no, that we're in a place of condemnation. If you're wondering the difference between guilt and condemnation, guilt is the feeling of remorse for sins that have been unforgiven. Condemnation is feeling remorse for sins that have been forgiven. And the Word of God says that there is now no feeling of remorse for those things in your life that... Uh, for those things, for now you are in Christ Jesus. It's actually a new paradigm. It's a new way of living. It's a new identity that there was a time where we are not in Christ. But by His goodness, by His grace, He brought us in. We couldn't try to do it ourselves. We just said yes. He opened the door for us. We walked in. There was a banqueting table. We thought, oh my goodness, this is too good for me. We just helped ourselves to the buffet that He had for us of God's goodness and His grace. Because we were in Christ. You know, we're in such a world today that... And it really is a wonderful thought about being inclusive. It really is a wonderful thought, that inclusive nature of of, of people. What that really is when we hear that in social terms, it's really a longing for what has been placed in our hearts to be accepted, to be loved, that all people from different walks of life, that's why even looking around the room here today, I think how beautiful is the church of Jesus, that you don't have to be middle class Caucasian Australian with it all together, you don't have to live in certain suburbs, you don't have to have this perfect upbringing or be rooted in some religious pedigree but it is so what whoever shall come shall come is the voice of heaven it's like whoever shall call on the name of the Lord will we say you mean whoever yes it is so incredibly diverse in its culture in, in, in its upbringing its background I grew up in a church in Brisbane where literally there would be like sometimes 15 to 30 interpretation booths interpreting the message it was beautiful it was like the UN they had this special place with these windows. Who went to uh, 
go and see the church. Thank you. And you remember those booths up there? And they'd be Chinese, and you know, Mandarin, they'd be Japanese. It'd be right along there. And then all these groups of people that couldn't speak English. It was just like this picture of heaven it was so beautiful and then it came time to time of worship you know what when it comes to worship we all lift hands <laughs> you don't lift hands in english and then you lift hands in some other it's like it's just this beautiful thing that's the message of jesus maybe you're saying hey you know what i was brought up on some one side of the fence i was brought up on this side of the fence and so it just doesn't it's no no jesus says whoever calls on the name of the lord will be saved this is this last point here because there's times you need to sit it's times you need to stand lastly there are times you need to run in christ times you need to run my my boys particularly now my five-year-old caleb i'm telling you he doesn't even need to eat you know anything for him just to be wide ready to run you know you just give him half a little bit and he's off he's running and i love that i love that about boys my girls are much different mind you but um the boys is just love to run but you fill them up with some little bit of sugar or whatever i'm telling you they are ready just to run just to, you know they'll just run in circles they'll just do whatever I just love that. That's why, you know, we we continue. One of the many reasons why continue to see God's provision of land for our church so our kids can find wide open spaces so they can run and enjoy space, beautiful space that we have here on the Tweed. The point is this, is that my young boy, Caleb, he gets filled. He gets filled with food. He gets filled and then he needs to run. He He needs to run. You as a follower of Jesus, you were created to run. You were created to run. Even sometimes if it is with a hamstring and it's a little bit of a hop, you were created to run. There was, there's destiny upon you. There is purpose upon you. That God just didn't say, hey, I want to give you this green card to heaven. He's got a plan and purpose for you while you are on earth. You were created not just to limp the rest of your life through life. God wants to heal that limp so you can continue to run with all of God's spiritual energy and purpose and passion. That's why I love this scripture here. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Where? In Christ. Uh, it has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Uh, you, you mean God's got joy for me? Come on, please read the Bible. It's not even my words. It's way better than that. Every spiritual... You mean He's got peace for me? You mean He's actually got purpose for me as a teenager? Every spiritual blessing for those that are in Christ. It is actually our new identity. We begin to live out of this new identity. If we find ourselves, hey, I'm not in that place, it's just because God is recreating your destiny. He's recreating your identity to say, no, you know what? This is who I'm called to be in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Ben, I want you to come. If you're taking notes, and I know many of you do, write these scriptures down. 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Colossians 3.3. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Some wonderful scriptures about revealing how you are seen. How you, because really identity is how you see yourself. And then how others see you.
The beautiful thing is that when we're in Christ, we begin, God begins to see us differently. First of all, God sees us differently. He sees us, he looks at us and he sees Jesus. Can I pause on that? He looks at you and he sees Jesus. That's why you can know the full smile of God. These wonderful people being baptized today, it's an outward symbol of what God is doing in their lives. On the inside, that they are in Christ. It's not holy water. It's just, you know, special HO. You can be blessed in Jesus' name. I meant to get him. I'm so sorry to get you. So good. It's just normal water. It's just normal water. But the symbol of what is happening is that they are being made new in Christ Jesus. That these wonderful people going in the waters of baptism today, like each one of us that have placed our trust in Jesus, God, as our Heavenly Father, looks at you. And you know what? He just smiles. Because He doesn't see us with all our stuff and our brokenness and our frailties and our weaknesses. He looks at you and He sees Jesus. He sees perfection. Because you were hidden in Jesus. You know, when you're hidden, when we play hide and seek with the kids at home, you know how I hide really well? I just get amongst the bushes there and I pull those bushes around me and the kids can't see me because of the bushes. The Bible says, Colossians 3.3, that we are hidden in Christ. Are you hearing me today, church? That we are hidden in Christ. That God looks at you And God can't see you because you were hidden in Jesus. That He looks at you and He sees Jesus. And there's a smile on you and there's favor on you. And God is for you and not against you. He's on your side and He's by your side. He's leaning into you. He's not leaning out. He's not frowning upon you in disgust or disdain. He created you. You're made for His pleasure and His delight. You're made for His purpose. A glorious, colorful, wonderful purpose. His heart is for you, not against you. He's not pointing His finger at you. His arms are wide open. And he's saying, come to me. You're, 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 you've been in this or you're new to this. He's saying, come to me. You, know, you ever notice when you read the Scriptures, it's actually an invitation. It's always an invitation because God honors you so much your decisions none of us are forced into following Jesus none of us are forced to stay in Christ it's always an invitation for each one of us this morning again as God's reminding of us reminding us of our identity he's saying hey will you be in me will you be in Christ Jesus today would you all stand your feet across this place today Would you all place your hand upon your heart? Going right now, just, just take 30 seconds just to allow the Holy Spirit who's been speaking, well, I've been speaking, He's been speaking to you personally and succinctly into your heart. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And Just, you know, you and Him just have a conversation. Some of you like my be like really really you you for real yeah 